All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Uh, welcome back again to our podcast here for Brooks. Uh, I am your host, one of your hosts. Uh, we're going to have some other people hosting as well. Um, but we're excited to be here. I am Finn Burton. I am uh, the assistant principal. And with us today is one of our great second grade teachers, uh, Mrs. Kimball. So uh, we are so excited for Miss Kimball to be here. Uh, you know, appreciate the time that you're giving us. And I would just like to preface with this. Uh, Miss Kimball is such an awesome lady. I called her up about 15 minutes ago and I said, hey, would you be willing to do this? And she just dove right in. So uh, so without further ado, uh, Miss Miss Paula, Miss Kimball. So, Miss, go ahead. Hello, I'm <laughs> Miss Paula Kimball. I've been working at Brooks for um, seven years and I've uh, been a teacher here for six years and second grade probably about three or four years out of that so it's been exciting and i'm glad to be here with mr burton so miss kimball you mentioned already that you've been here um for seven years um is this a first career second career uh it i have been in the school system since 1996 Okay. Not in Bullitt County, but I worked in Jefferson County. I began as a uh, employee in the kitchen. So okay. I was uh, I worked in the kitchen as a cafeteria worker and then I became um, an assistant in the classroom with special needs students in Meade County, Kentucky. Then I was a Kentucky Reads uh, liaison and I did that program at Battletown Elementary School. Came back uh, to Bullock County, and I was a custodian at Overdale Elementary for six years. Uh, worked my way through college, and then I've got my teaching certificate, and I've been teaching uh, here at Brooks for quite some time now. So that's my story. That is a remarkable story, and like a, a great story. If, if this is the first time anyone has ever heard it, this is. Good for me. I, this is the second time I've heard it. Just like a story of of perseverance, I guess. Miss Kimball, I'm going to make an assumption here, and this could be wrong of me. But have you always wanted to be a, a teacher, an educator? Is I have always wanted to be a teacher since I was a little girl. Uh, I would play school with my brothers and sisters, and of course, I was the teacher. <laughs> we, would, we would take turns being a teacher. But I always uh, wanted to be a teacher, and it really saddened my heart that I wasn't a teacher in the classroom uh, for a long time. But I did other things. I was a Sunday school teacher. I was a, a youth director uh, at my church and a Sunday school director, vacation Bible school director. And, of course, I worked in the schools for quite some time before mm -hmm. I got my degree. Okay. Well, it is, it really, it truly is. And, and like, I am encouraged still, you know, hearing this, like a story of perseverance and, and not giving up and, you know, like following your dreams and, and, and like, you've always wanted to be a teacher. It sounds like. So like, I, I think it's a really powerful story and impactful story, you know, not only for, 
for, for me, but for other people to, to hear as well. So like, I appreciate that. So like, thank you for sharing that. Um, so you said you've been at Brooks as a teacher now for, for six years. Um, so what grades have you taught? I have taught uh, first grade and second grade and uh, a first and second grade split. When I began at Brooks Elementary, I was the 21st Century Community Learning Center coordinator. So I worked with all of the students from kindergarten to fifth grade. And we uh, had a lot of programs that we started here. Archery was one of the programs that we started with the, with the Learning Center. And mm -hmm. that is one of the programs that's still here. Okay. So you said you started it up. So I'm assuming you were the coach then? Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't the coach. I was the coordinator of the program, uh, but uh, there was a couple of teachers in the building that really loved archery, um, mm -hmm. and they got it going, and it's still going. I, I forget who's working with it now, uh, but the archery program is still here. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So you have um, some experience, like you have done different things throughout um, your career, um, what is, and this could be education or this could be your own, uh, personal, like through your experiences, what is the most imp important lesson you feel like you've learned um, in, life, in general? Um, in general, I think it's just to remain calm because life throws you a lot of, uh, curveballs. And, uh, if you can, persevere through that and uh, just remain calm and think through things and then make decisions. Uh, mm -hmm. I think things turn out better. So if you can uh, just take the time and look at what is happening and try to figure out what you can do that's positive, uh, I think that that works out best. Okay. All right. Um, for someone who you know, if we wanted to share this podcast with someone who's considering going into the education field, um, what what advice or what suggestions would you would you give them? I know you guys kind of talked something about, you know, being patient, you know, uh, just an, uh, a life lesson. But what was something um, for someone just going in there? I think the uh, persevering and staying focused. Uh, making a plan and setting goals are all the things that you would need to do. If you're uh, getting ready to be in the classroom, which takes a little time to get to be in the classroom, then uh, think through what you're uh, wanting to implement in your classroom and uh, do it. Do things slowly. Don't try to do 10 new things in one day. <laughs> do one thing at a time. Would you be willing to share like maybe one of your learning stories? Um, that one, because there are many that I have. Um, I'm trying to think of one of my favorites is the, the reading rotations that I do in my room, mm -hmm. um, where that uh, all of the students are engaged, but they're doing different activities at different times. So you have mm -hmm. like group of six kids that will be working with the teacher mm -hmm. and six students will be working on the computer and uh, another six students will be working on a written activity and maybe six other students will be doing a listening activity and um, organizing that is a, very challenging 
because mm -hmm. you have to get all of the students and uh, grouped uh, accordingly. And uh, but whenever that whenever you first start doing it, it's very scary. Uh, but once you practice it with your students and they know the expectations for each uh, area, mm -hmm. then it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, okay. it's amazing because then they're so excited about learning because they're going to get to be with you. They're going to get to be on the computer. They're going to get to a lot of times it's reading a book. Sometimes they're doing the You know, so so many different things that they get to do. So the kids really get excited about that. So okay. And it takes time to plan and then implement. So like for our not, not education, you know, listeners, like thinking about like everything you just talked about, the different rotations, like what are some factors like whenever you're, you're putting students in groups, what, what has been your experience? I guess you would say, like, how do you decide what students going to, how students are going to be a, and a, big thing is, a big thing for uh, doing that is personality, mm -hmm. because if you have people that really like to communicate, they talk and talk and talk. We don't want six or seven of those students all in one group, because then that's all you would get done is the talking. Mm -hmm. And so you look for students that work well together mm -hmm. and that, you know, that they like each other. And, you know, so really the personality is so much of the big thing that you look at. Mm -hmm. And of course, you look at their education uh, levels and where that they are to see uh, what strengths that they have, because um, someone who is strong in math may not be strong in reading. And so they complement each other, even mm -hmm. in the education part of what you're doing. OK, so that you can help them become stronger students. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I like how you're going with that. And then like, how do you decide again, just for people who, who may not know, like how, how would you decide, like how long would a, a station be at a certain time? Like, you know, do you do it for five minutes? Do you do it for 10 minutes? Is it two with, minutes? Yeah. With, um, with the younger students, you can even do a 15 minute rotation because a good rule of thumb is a child's attention span is about their age. Okay. So when you're thinking about working with a seven-year-old, uh, eight-year-old, you're thinking seven or eight minutes that they can really focus on what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So um, you, you keep things moving. So they spend a little time reading. They spend a little time writing. They spend a little time talking. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rotations, uh, first grade uh, would, could easily be 15 minutes, mm -hmm. but the second grade, I go ahead with 20 minutes. Gotcha. Um, and um, that's that's basic guideline. But they're not just focused on one thing for that whole 15 or 20 minutes. You're doing mm -hmm. a lot of different activities in within that 20 minute span. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So like someone who's like, well, teaching is easy. You know, you just you're you're starting to laugh. You know, they think about well, we just put kids in this group and this group and this group, and then they just kind of figure things out. But you know, educators, it's it's not always like that. No, and so, it is very challenging. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, just a couple other things, real quick, uh, Miss Kimball, you're doing an awesome job um, answering these questions. And again, I just appreciate your time. Um, you know, here at Brooks, you know, 
our principal, Miss Davis, does a really, really phenomenal job, and Miss Henry does a really phenomenal job. Um, really talking a lot about, you know, having a balance in your life, you know, having a, I, the best way I, I know how to put it. And if I'm wrong, you know, you're, you're, okay, it's okay to tell me I'm wrong, you know, but having a, a work life and, and then having, you know, a, a personal life. Um, so what things, um, what things, what activities do you like to do in your spare time to try to help balance out your life? Um, and there's a lot of things that I like to do. Uh, sometimes I don't get the time to do them, uh, but I like to be outside and just be in my uh, yard and uh, working in my flowers and just enjoying being outside, listening to the birds and watching the activity that's happening. We have a squirrel or two that just runs around and they're hilarious to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love to visit Burnham and uh, like to go to different waterfalls around the area and travel but you know that's not uh something that you get to do a lot of mm -hmm. but um, inside the house i like to cook and i really uh like to do some crocheting and i also sew so those are a couple of other things that i do that um, are just pastimes that i have so you talked about waterfalls is there a particular waterfall waterfall you like to go to somewhere around in kentucky there's a real nice little one that's not a uh, huge or and it's a nice walk. It's Buttermilk Falls. It's actually in Brandenburg, Kentucky. Okay. And uh, it used to be the water source for the little town of Brandenburg. But uh, it's they have a nice path, you know, almost you could just drive back there. And mm -hmm. uh, that one's nice. Um, my husband and I like to go on some hiking trails and uh, we go to Fort Duffield. And mm -hmm. uh, then, of course, Burnham has a lot of hiking trails. So we do some walking together in the the cool of the day because when it's summertime, it's hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife is an uh, avid uh, hiker. She really enjoys it. She, uh, is there a place called like Tioga Falls? Is that mm -hmm. like in Jefferson? That actually is in um, Hardin County, I think. It's gotcha. southern Jefferson. It's just south of Jefferson County on uh, 31W. Is that where the um, is that where the place where the car isn't back there as well? Like that old car? I'm or not I, sure. I, I could be totally wrong. Like I, I try to be a good husband and try to listen to my wife, but you yeah, know. there's um, there's another trail back there, but I forget the I forget the name of it. But Tioga Falls is one to the right, and there's another one to the left that we I just visited two years ago, and it was a nice little uh, trail really nice but i like i said i forgot the name of it um <laughs> one more thing just talking about like what these plant flowers or you grow flowers is there a particular flower that you that you enjoy growing more than others now i'm like a my mom in that my mom just loved them all and okay. uh, so i have you know some lilies and i have daffodils and i have um I have a crocus, just all kinds of them uh, that just grow. So my flower bed just has different ones that come up uh, okay. there. And so um, I just, I ha even have a lily of the valley that will come up and bloom. It's really cute. Really? Mm -hmm. that, very pretty flower. It is. Uh, we had, I just have two more questions for you and then we're finished. Uh, uh, Thinking about like the future, because we're always like 
trying to think ahead and like trends and things that are going on in education. And oh my gosh, it has been such a year with the pandemic, with COVID-19. And, you know, again, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate, you know, you and the Brooks staff just being so positive with everything that I feel like that they, you know, have been thrown at us. That's the best way I know how to put it. Like, you know, go hybrid, in person, you know, go to remote and like just been so positive with everything. But like knowing all that, so throwing all of that off the table, uh, what do you envision or what do you see education being in the next, my gosh, five years, 10 years? Well, I think that we will probably have a virtual uh, aspect to our teaching that we've never, you know, experienced before, especially in elementary. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also believe with all of the stuff that we have gone through uh, this past year, uh, we will, it just makes us realize that classroom teachers are so essential that mm -hmm. the students are so much more engaged in the classroom mm -hmm. that, you know, learning from home with the teacher in the classroom has offered so many distractions, but the students, I believe have, you know, see even the students are in need of being in the building. And uh, the other thing that I would hope for would be a possible smaller class sizes because we can really push our students if we are, not, if we are, you know, cause we had that with hybrid, with mm -hmm. hybrid, we had uh, half the class size and it was rather interesting to see the progress that we were able to make with mm -hmm. a smaller class size. So um, I think that we will continue with the, uh, with the sanitizing and uh, making sure that the kids have clean hands and clean desk and the buses, all of those things. I think that that's going to continue, but I think that uh, we will really be um, pushing ourselves to include that mm -hmm. uh, virtual part with in with saying that the parents really enjoyed being able to see what the students are doing mm -hmm. on seesaw and mm -hmm. our uh things that we have there was a there was a lot of positives that came from it and the parents were like i just love knowing how my kids are doing all i have to do is look and there it is yeah so they really like that part of it uh but it's really hard here's the hard part of getting cursive writing <laughs> <laughs> cursive writing done virtually so that's kind of like something that we're working on but they're yeah. learning it so yeah. you know. well you're doing as always you're doing a phenomenal job and just appreciate all that you've done uh th this is where we end but is our are there any shout outs or anything that you would like to to say well, before we can, off? well you mr burton i know that you always we i always appreciate your positive attitude and how that you're always willing to help i know most every day you ask me if there's something you can do and um that comes that's across the board with our admin team miss davis you uh miss uh henry miss um elam everybody is always willing to help and uh that helps us to be successful in the classroom as teachers and the the bottom line is that we're able to help our kids be successful. Absolutely. And so I I just am so glad to be a part of the Brooks family. And I appreciate the opportunity of uh, the podcast. Okay. Well, we thank you again. And uh, thank you again, Ms. Kimball, for 
for your for your time and, and your commitment to our students. So uh, you have a great day and uh, we appreciate uh, your efforts. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you.